Welcome to City Harvest Sermon Podcast. Coming up is a word from Pastor Bobby Chow. Hi Church, I trust that all is well with you and your family, wherever you are, as you draw near to the Lord. In worship and prayer, God will draw near to you. God is with you and He wants to bless you, heal you and deliver you. So let's look to the Lord in prayer as we prepare our hearts to listen to the Word of God. Father, we thank You for this wonderful time of praise and worship. We know that as we worship You, You come amongst us and build Your throne in our midst. Lord, we ask that You open our eyes that we may see, open our ears that we may hear, open our hearts that we may perceive. Holy Spirit, speak to us as only You can. We commit the rest of the service into Your hands in Jesus' name we pray and all God's people say, Amen, Amen. Well, recently, Pastor Kong shared with us a timely sermon series on speaking the truth in love. Now, this week, I want to continue with this theme on truth. Now, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Truth is who He is and God is the God of truth. And knowing the God of truth has become more important than ever in this day and age. You see, we now live in what many call a post-truth society. Just consider the internet and the social media where people are constantly connected. There are so many false and misleading information, fake news, co-opting of language, targeted messaging, and deep fakes. So much so that we do not know whether to believe what we see or read. As such, you find that people live with a sense of helplessness, uncertainty, and skepticism. It used to be when someone shared a report, we would go, wow, and we receive it as truth. But now, we respond with, are you sure? Is this true? Because what and who people represent are no longer trustworthy. So, does truth still matter? Yes, because God is the God of truth. The Bible says that God is not a man that He should lie, nor a son of man that He should repent. Has He said and will He not do? Or has He spoken and will He not make it good? You see, God does not lie. There is absolutely no deception or falsehood in Him. He is not post-truth. He is truth, period. You see, there are three things about the God of truth that we must know. Number one, God is consistent. You see, when He makes a commitment to His people, He stays true to His commitment, no matter what. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 6 says, For I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore, you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. You see, here in Malachi, the people of Israel 
had forgotten their priorities and placed their own interests above God. They offered God dishonest sacrifices, worshipped idols, disregarded God's commandments and became arrogant. But yet, you see, God affirmed His constancy. He said, I do not change. In verse 7, He went on to say, Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. You see, no matter how these people had failed Him or turned their backs on Him, God remained fully committed to them. He does not abandon you when you are surrounded by troubles or crisis. But you may say, Pastor, I can't see God's hand in my life. I can't hear His voice anymore. In fact, I can't even sense His presence. This recession has crushed my dream and career. Every day, I'm now living in distress and anxiety. Is God still good? Is He still with me? Yes. You see, James chapter 1, verse 17 tells us that every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. You see, in the past, God has blessed you with good and perfect gifts. You know what? Today, He is still doing the same. And in the future, He will continue to do so because God does not change. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 8 declares that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. Hallelujah. Friends, in spite of all that we are going through, God remains consistent. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 13, Apostle Paul tells us that if we are faithless, He remains faithful. He cannot deny Himself. So God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. But you may ask, you mean even in this economic and social disruption? Yes, because God cannot deny Himself. In fact, Jeremiah chapter 10 and verse 10 calls God the true God. See, look at verse 10. It says, The Lord is the true God. He is the living God and the everlasting King. And in the Gospel, when Jesus was praying to the Father, He also called Him the only true God. John chapter 17 and verse 3. So, what does it mean to be true? You see, the word true in Greek is the word elethinos, which means someone or something that not only has the name or resemblance, but that someone or something has the real nature corresponding to that name. So, if God has revealed His name as Jehovah Jireh, 
the Lord will provide. That means in every situation, whether good or bad, He will supply. He will supply all your need because to provide is His real nature. And if He has revealed His name as Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals, that means God's will is to heal. So when we obey Mark chapter 16, we can boldly pray in the name of Jesus, lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Hallelujah. Because that is His real nature. You see, a few weeks ago, one of my Chinese church members' son, William, met a cycling accident and was in critical condition. A passerby found him lying motionless by the road and called the ambulance. Now, when the paramedics arrived, for 25 minutes, they had to resuscitate him several times as his heart stopped beating. You see, as a result, his brain, liver and kidney were possibly damaged. And the chance of recovery was very bleak. So when I visited him at the ICU, he was unconscious and not responding. Now the family was in total shock. What should I do? Standing in the ICU, I was wondering, was it time for him to go? But yet, that is not my prerogative. I am to lay hands on the sick, pray in the name of Jesus and trust in His consistent nature. So together with His family members and church friends, we called on Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our healer, who was and is still healing today. Miraculously, William awoke recovered speedily and was discharged in less than 12 days. CT scan showed no signs of damage in the brain or any other organs. Hallelujah! You know what? God not only has the name, but He has the real nature that corresponds to that name. And His nature is consistent the same yesterday, today and forever. That brings me to point number two. You see, as the God of truth, God has complete integrity. Complete integrity. Now, integrity means His sayings and His doings are synonymous. You see, with God, there is no pretense, no shading of the truth, no understatement, no overstatement. In everything, there is total integrity. Or simply put, what you see is what you get. Psalms 33 and verse 4 say it so well. It says, For the word of the Lord is right, and all His work is done in truth. So God means what He says 
and he only says what he means. In fact, when he said something, the Lord said this in Jeremiah 1.12, I am watching over my word to perform it. So he is not careless with his words. If he say it, he will do it. Isaiah 55 and verse 11 tells us, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please. God is a promise keeper. As such, we can always, always take God at His word. You see, in 2013, my father-in-law had a stroke which affected his mobility. Two years later, he discovered a very large cancerous tumour in his liver and had to go through a very costly radiation therapy. Now, while going through the therapy, he had a second stroke which caused the left side of his body to be paralysed. As a result, he had to give up his debt-laden business. And with no insurance, over that few years, we chalk up close to $50,000 of medical bills and debts. However, Cindy and I held fast to the Word of God, trusting that He will provide as He has promised. So we kept practicing Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10. It says, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. During that season, our church was also having a rise and build campaign. So year after year, we took God at His word, faithfully sowing and giving our tithes, our offerings and building funds, trusting that He who promised is also faithful to perform His word. And He will open the windows of heaven and pour out His blessing on us. So patiently, we took one step at a time, repaying one amount after another as God supplies. And by the grace of God, early last year, we fully cleared the debts and were freed from that burden. Hallelujah. You see, God is a God of integrity. He will surely perform His word. Friends, are you in a similar predicament like me and Cindy? Maybe it's a sudden sickness or a misstep in your investment which resulted in huge debts and financial difficulties. Or maybe this social and economic crisis has created a lot of stress and tension in your marriage and family life and you feel helpless and desperate, I want to encourage you, don't become bitter 
or angry at whatever life throws at you. Keep your eyes on the true God. Trust in His promises because He does not change. He is the same yesterday, today and forever. Hallelujah. In fact, God is integrity personified. He will do what He says He will do. Amen. Now, because God is number one, consistent, and number two, He has complete integrity, number three, you find that God is faithful and dependable. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 9, the Amplified Bible said it so well. It says, God is faithful, reliable, trustworthy, and therefore ever true to His promise. And He can be depended on. Hallelujah. That is why since ancient times, the name of the Lord has always been an unshakable tower in times of trouble. Proverbs 18 and verse 10 says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. You see, when King David was surrounded by enemies, stuck in an impossible situation, he declared this, The Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold, faithful, dependable. Hallelujah. You know what? Recently, I read a report that said research has found that the coronavirus pandemic has resulted in a 50% surge in online searches for prayer as people turn to religion to cope with feelings of anxieties and hopelessness. In fact, in March 2020, the data shows that Google searches for prayer reached the highest level ever recorded, surpassing all other major events. Friends, can you see, during crisis, people always search for a secure anchor. And you know what? Jesus is faithful and dependable. In 1 Peter chapter 6, it says that, that Jesus is the chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Amen. The disruptions in these past seven months may have turned your world upside down. Your studies in school are badly affected and you are now anxious and worried about your year-end exams. Or maybe some of us here, your business is hurting and you are depressed and frustrated. There are so many voices and information circulating out there and you do not know who or what to believe. Church, I want to tell you there is a rock 
that cannot be moved. And His name is Jesus. Cast away every voice of worry and fear. Choose truth. Call on His name. Trust in His nature. Hold fast to His promises and you will by no means be put to shame because God is the God of truth. Hallelujah. So does truth still matter? Yes. In fact, this God of truth now calls His people, you and I, to the same kind of consistency and integrity. You see, the Bible says, as He is, so are we in this world. So that like Him, we can become faithful and dependable, especially during uncertain times like these. You see, 3 John verse 4, the Apostle John said, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. You see, when you walk in truth and honesty, when you are a promise keeper, when your word is your bond, you become faithful, trustworthy and dependable. And in a family or a company that is going through trouble and in chaos, they will always look for someone who is faithful and dependable. And you will be protected and promoted. Does truth still matter? Yes. I accepted Christ as Lord and Saviour at 16 years old when I was still in school. At that time, I was so afraid that my family would oppose me and stop me from going to church because none of my family members or relatives were Christians and to become a Christian was unthinkable. Yet, I wanted to pursue Jesus. So, to avoid conflict, every week when I go to church, I would tell my mom, I'm going to McDonald's. And really, there was a McDonald's outlet near the church. So every Sunday, I would go to McDonald's, enter through one door and exit from another and go on to the church service even without buying anything so that I could satisfy my conscience. However, I couldn't hide from mom for long because before this, I was never out on Sundays and McDonald's was not my thing. One day, my mom confronted me and she said, don't lie to me. You didn't go to McDonald's, right? You have been going to church. And if you are a Christian, why are you telling lies? Oh, at that moment, I felt the Holy Spirit rebuke my heart. Yes, I am a Christian, a child of God. How can I lie? Immediately, I repented. I went on my knees. I begged for forgiveness and honestly told my family about my faith. Sure enough, conflicts and objections erupted and it went on for years. 
However, I felt so happy and free because integrity and honesty reflect the image of God. And I knew that God is glorified. And thank God, my mom wasn't stumbled by my lies. Rather, she was touched by the truth. And today, she has also received Christ and worshipping faithfully in our Chinese service every week. Hallelujah! Friends, are you facing a crisis? A crisis that's threatening your comfort or reputation? And you are tempted to resort to dishonesty? Maybe at work, you make a bad decision which may jeopardize your job. So, to protect your position, you resorted to lying and concealing the truth. And every day, you live in fear and anxiety. Or perhaps, in a moment of weakness, you fell into your bad habits and you are afraid of facing the consequences. So you started fabricating all kinds of lies. But every time you tell a lie, you have to come up with another lie to cover up the previous one. And before you know it, you have fallen into a black hole which you cannot get out of. Oh friends, I want to encourage you, walk in truth. Walk in truth. 1 John 1.7 says, But if we walk in the light, as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. Hallelujah. You see, fellowship is only possible when you walk in the light. Without truth, there can be no intimacy. Consider the fellowship between the first humans, Adam and Eve. In Genesis chapter 2, it says, Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Now notice, Adam and Eve were both naked and were not ashamed. Now the word naked tells us that they were totally open, nothing to hide and without cover up. There was no fear of betrayal or malice. They did not need to second guess each other's actions. As such, the two became one flesh. You see, honesty promotes intimacy. I've met several couples whose marriages were at one point in grave danger of breaking up. Almost always, there would be one party who had not been honest. It could be a gambling habit or a loss in investment, which he or she was trying to hide. Then one day, when the other party found out, the dishonesty and betrayal would tear the relationship apart. 
because without truth, there can be no intimacy. In fact, the passage here made a contrast between Adam and Eve who were naked and Satan, the serpent, who was cunning. You see, the word naked in Hebrew is arom, while the word cunning is aram. Look at Genesis chapter 3 and verse 1. It says, The serpent was more cunning, aram, than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. You see, when a person is not honest, he has to be cunning and crafty to keep cooking up tales and lies to make others believe in him. And that's a very tiring way of living life. Can you imagine? Everywhere you go, you've got to put on a cap, wear shades, pull up your collar, constantly on your toes, looking left and right, afraid that someone would find out who you really are and what you are doing. Oh, it's too stressful to live in deceit and lies. In fact, the more you do that, the more you're reflecting the character of the serpent. Look at what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 37. But let your yes be yes and your no, no. For whatever is more than this is from the evil one. Oh friends, let us be a people of integrity because integrity builds trust and trust builds intimacy. Does truth still matter? Yes. Yes. You see, in 1996, while studying my second year in university, I started dating Cindy. At the time, I thought to myself, one more year and I will graduate. I can work for another two years, save some money, and I can marry Cindy. So one day, I told Cindy, let's get married in three years' time. And we made that our goal. However, when I graduated from university, God spoke to me to enroll into Bible school to prepare myself to serve Him full-time. And I obeyed. So I only started working full-time in 1998 after two years of Bible school training. As such, I only have one year left to fulfill the promise I made to Cindy. I told her I will marry her in three years. So how is this going to happen? I had no savings. I just finished my education and my family was going through bankruptcy. How to get married? I thought, if we postpone the wedding, surely Cindy would understand. But yet, I had given my word. I must keep my promise. Because if I don't keep my promise, there can be no trust. And without trust, the relationship 
will be in crisis. So, in October 1999, with a simple setup, we got married. Hallelujah. I was only able to buy ourselves a bed, a dressing table, and a wardrobe. But we did it. You see, without integrity, without keeping your promises, there can be no trust. And without trust, there can be no fellowship or intimacy. You ask me, Pastor, why do you do that? I was protecting integrity. I was protecting trust. And I'm protecting that relationship. Walk in truth. In fact, if you want closeness and intimacy with God, walking in truth is critical. Critical. Look at Psalms chapter 15, verse 1. It says, Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle? Who may dwell in your holy hill? He who walks uprightly and works righteousness and speaks the truth in his heart. Can you see? To dwell in God's presence, to abide in his tabernacle, you have to walk in truth, integrity and honestly before the Lord. See, Jesus said, God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Friends, are you hiding? Are you hiding things from God? Are you hiding things from your family and friends? When the first man, Adam, sinned, he went into hiding and his fellowship with God was broken. But the very first thing God did was to call out to Adam, where are you? Where are you? Where are you today? Is there a lifestyle which you have been hiding and it is threatening your relationship with God and your loved ones? Are you lost in the darkness of fabricated stories that you feel so far from God, the God of truth? I want to encourage you, come out. Come out to the Lord and walk in the light as He is in the light. But you may say, Pastor, I don't have the strength or courage to walk in the light and truth anymore. I have so many weaknesses. I'm too messed up. What should I do? Oh, friends, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Jesus promised in John chapter 14, He said, And I will pray the Father, and He will give you another helper, that He may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. But you know Him, for He dwells with you and will be in you. Oh, hallelujah. The Holy Spirit will help you. He wants to lead you into a life of truth. He wants to restore your relationship and intimacy with our Heavenly Father. 
Won't you let Him speak to you? Let Him speak honestly to you. Let the Holy Spirit shine His light into the hidden secrets of your heart. He wants to change you, transform you into the image of our Lord Jesus Christ. So does truth still matter? Yes, yes, yes. God is the God of truth. And whatever He has promised, He will do. He is faithful and dependable. He will never fail you. And God is calling us into a life of truth. He wants to set you free from the stress and bondage of lies and deceit. Oh, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth is here to help us. Won't you open your hearts to Him? Won't you reach out to the Holy Spirit? Let Him come and lead you into the path of light. Hallelujah. Wherever you are, won't you lift your hands to the Lord, open your hearts to Him. I know the Holy Spirit is here with us. That's right, won't you just pray to the Lord. Reach out to Him in the Spirit. Let's worship the Lord together. Trouble may come for a moment, but you set me free. Sorrow may darken the night, but your mercy brings new light. Though the mountains tremble, the skies may tumble, your hold on me remains. Though the hills may vanish, the rivers run dry. But your love is forever the same Your word, irrevocable Your grace, undeniable Your love, unconditional I believe, I This year, I know it has been tough for many of us. The sudden pandemic, disruption, throw so many of us into territories that we have never been before. It seems that our life has become out of control. And you're struggling with fear, 
uncertainties. It seems that you are in a storm and you do not, you, you do not know how to get out of this. Oh, the Lord, He is trustworthy. He is faithful, dependable. God is consistent. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. We can call His name and trust Him because He not only has the name, but He has the real nature that corresponds to that name. Some of us, you're struggling financially. I want you to call on Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our provider. Maybe some of us, you're struggling with a sickness and a disease. Call on the Lord Jehovah Rapha, the Lord my healer. Let Him come and be your fortress, be your refuge in the midst of crisis because He is the God of truth. If that's you wherever you are and you know that you're facing a challenge and you need to return to the God of truth, won't you come back? Cast away all the voices of fear and doubt. Let Him be the God of truth in your life. That's right, wherever you are, if that's you, won't you lift your hands to Him and want you to pray boldly, call on His name boldly. Say, Jesus, I call on You. Truly, You're Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Oh, Jesus, in Your name, there is healing. In Your name, I will have victory. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Though the mountains tremble, the skies may tumble, your hold on me remains. Though the hills may vanish, the rivers run dry, but your love is forever the same. Though the mountains tremble, the skies may tumble, your hold on me remains. Though the hills may vanish, the rivers run dry, but your love is forever the same. Your word, irrevocable, your grace, I want to especially pray for those who are sick in the body. If that's you, wherever you are, I want you to lay hands on your body. Lay hands on those areas that are feeling pain. And let's believe God 
let's believe God that today He is still healing. With God, all things are possible. That's right. Won't you, won't you just stretch your hands to the Lord right now? Let me just pray for you. Father, I lift up all my brothers and sisters into your hands. Jesus, we call you Jehovah Rapha. Oh, on the cross, by your stripes, we are healed. You took all our sickness and disease. You bore all our pain. Lord, let it be a release of your healing virtue, your healing power into all my brothers and sisters' life right now. Cancer be healed. Heart disease, kidney problem, liver problem, be healed right now. Every skin irritation, eczema, be healed in Jesus' name. Oh Lord, we receive, we receive your healing. We receive your healing virtue into our body right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know what? As we come to the tail end of our service, maybe some of us here, as you're listening to the sermon, the Holy Spirit speaking to your heart, the areas of your life that you have been hiding, But the Lord is calling you. Where are you? Won't you come out? And let's fellowship in the light. Won't you open those areas, hidden areas of your hearts to the Lord? Let the Holy Spirit come. Let Him come. Transform you, change you. His grace is sufficient for you. If that's you, just stretch your hands and let me pray for you too. Father, I pray for all my brothers and sisters. Lord, we honestly come before you. You never leave us. You never reject us. And Lord, you want to lead us into a, a life of light and truth. So here we are. Change us, we pray. Holy Spirit, I ask for Your grace and Your power to rain down upon all my brothers and sisters. Lord, let them have a breakthrough. Today, let it be a day of breakthrough. Let Your light come. The Spirit of truth. That we may walk in close fellowship with You and with our loved ones. So Lord, I commit all my friends into your hands. I bless them right now. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, may the love of God our Father, may the communion of the Holy Spirit be with us all from this day and forevermore. In Jesus' name we pray and all God's people say, Amen. Amen. Won't you give the Lord a big hand clap? Give Him praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. Amen. And that's the end of this week's podcast. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Email us at connect at chc.org.sg 